Welcome to No Life Fresno. Come with us and meet your neighbors as we dive into the world of Fresno art, music, food, culture, and everything in between. It's so much fun. It's an experience, man. It is. And like yeah. so many people that come through town in terms of like celebrities have gone in there and like pitched Always. the place and yeah, like and that's the stop for celebrities. There's a sleeper too that like a bunch of celebrities stop at. It's um, Las Manitas. Uh, best chilaquiles in town. It's on Butler. Butler. And uh, Butler and uh, what else is it? It's, it's, it's like right down, if you're downtown and you go down Butler towards mm-hmm. Vallarta, it's on the left side, big blue building, and it's, oh, it's like... That's when you know it's good. It's like, it's like just authentic, super authentic chilaquiles, and like, it, like I've, it's amazing. It's like, um, the only, the only better ones I've had were in, or as good, or in Mexico City. Oh, really? You know, at, like, a few of the bakeries there, like, what, like it's, it's Los Mananitas. Los Mananitas, dude, check oh, it out. Oh, man, I gotta look that one up. It's Christian Honschlager with No Life Fresno. I'm sitting here on the patio of Spokeasy on the dwindling days of spring with uh, Ryan Metcalf. Yes, sir. From uh, Modernist downtown and his partner, Candace. Yeah. Yeah. Lovely guys. Candace also works downtown. Yeah. You, where do you work? Uh, I work at Well State. I bartend over there. Hey, right on. Yeah. Got two bartenders nice. from downtown. Two bartenders <laughs> from downtown. Nice. We're getting we're getting the real insight on uh, cocktails in Fresno, then, huh? So, yeah. Um, when did you? Okay. When when did you start at Modernist? Like what? I started at Modernist based, like before it opened. Essentially, yeah. Um, I met them at a pop up, and we just we really vibed. Um, I got along with them. They got along with me, and. Started asking them a lot of questions about the cocktails. Invited them to the bar that I was working at at the time, which was in Clovis, called 13 Prime. Okay, yeah, I've been there once. Yeah, it, it opened, um, let's see, probably a year and a half or two before Modernist. Like, a year and a half and change, so re- shortly before their two-year anniversary. Um, I met Poe and Carmen, they came in, had some cocktails, asked me many questions, and I, and I realized <laughs> I was being interviewed. You're like, wait a minute. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, hmm. They came back uh, like two days later. Um, it was either the next day or the day after the next. Um, and we kept talking, um, and they invited me out to lunch, and I was like, okay, like, I think I know what's going to happen here. Um, at that time, I was considering a move uh, to a larger market uh, from tertiary market, mm-hmm. and, and just to kind of learn as much as much as I could. and and then come back with that knowledge after. Um, I always intended to come back and, and create my own bar, you know, yeah. start my own thing. And kind of took the shortcut route on that um, because Matt Poe and Carmen, they offered me a really excellent opportunity downtown um, to be, um, you know, uh, one of the leads at, at Modernist. And yeah. over time we've developed and folded in a lot more people that are also leads now, which is awesome. Uh, but I couldn't pass up the opportunity. And my first job I ever had was at the ballpark downtown when I was 16 years old. <laughs> I ran food up and down the steps during the blistering heat of the summer. Were you carrying and, like uh, a tray? Was oh, it old I was cool like tr- that? Yeah, yeah. A giant oval tray with like 16 orders of chicken tenders on it. <laughs> and the thing about that is like back then, like there was never like a populated Grizzlies game. Like, and that was when Buster Posey and Litscomb were playing for them. Oh, wow. Um, like, so they, they, there were some people there. It was like always like maybe 67% capacity. Like they were doing well. At least yeah. that's what it looked like to me. I'm not an expert. They could have yeah, been a 40%. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? But, um, like, it seemed like a decent amount of people, you know? And, and those guys, those two guys particularly, you could tell they just didn't belong there. So it was fun. Like, I'd always take my time walking up and down the steps. Don't tell Brandy. She was my boss at the time. Because um, I wanted to watch the guys play. Yeah. And uh, it was it was awesome. You know what I mean? And I had the opportunity to, to come back into that area and, and help uh, help downtown grow. And that's what I saw Modernist as was an opportunity to, to help the culture yeah. of downtown develop and help people, you know, or help 
help downtown have something cool, like another thing cool. Like we got the ballpark, we got Tioga. Yeah. You know what I mean? More places were opening, which is awesome. Uh, Quail was slotted in to open too, so I knew I was like, okay, cool. Like if we open this place and they open that place, and we'll have a couple cocktail bars, some breweries, the ballpark, and then the more the more the merrier. Like the more people we get down here, the better we'll be. So I took the opportunity and we uh, we opened the let's see, uh, December thirty first, last day of the year of two thousand and. What was it? Nineteen, I think. Two thousand nineteen. Yeah, yeah. two thousand nineteen. Right before COVID, right? Yeah, yeah. three yeah. months before COVID. Yeah, I remember. Um, that was, it was that was a fun ride. Um, I got many to go drinks. <laughs> Appreciate and, you. And, 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 and to uh, anyone who and, did, thank and food you so much. from you guys. Yeah, so you exactly. Could sell yeah, it. yeah, that food pack <laughs> was, was, uh, there, yeah, was yeah. amazing, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Trail mix will keep you going. You never know. I tell you what. Um, but yeah, like uh, I guess to, to answer your question, after going on a long diatribe, That's um, right. I started there about two and a half years ago. Okay. Um, before, like when we were breaking ground, we were ripping up the inside to add more bathrooms and um, and just provide infrastructure and, and the kind of the kind of setup that we needed to, to run a modern a modern cocktail bar. Right on. Was it the pop up? Was that the one at Root? So there's yeah there's one at Root. I went um, to that one. And that yeah. was that was like our our third pop up. Then we did two in the Pacific Southwest building actually where Quail's mm. located in the basement. Oh, in the vault there. Yes, yeah, which is yeah. fucking so so cool. Like it is. bartending next to the giant vault door. Like I was it was awesome. It was oh, awesome. Yeah. Like I I love to bartend inside that vault too. <laughs> yeah, that would be really cool. Just do a <laughs> pop up sick, and just yeah. do like um like. Alcatraz themed cocktails or something yeah. like that. I don't Off know. Or bank, and, bank yeah. like yeah. heist themed cocktails. I'm not sure. Um, either way, like I'd love to do that at some point. Um, tell the folks of the Pacific Southwest. Like, What's yeah. up? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it would be cool to just do like a little, little weekend pop up bar there. Oh, uh, yeah. It would be so fun because like bartending in a bank vault. Like I, I mean, I might be the only weirdo, but like it just sounds fucking amazing. It sounds yeah, like yeah. the coolest thing ever. Um, it was, it was, it was cool being next to it. Being inside would be cool. But yeah, that was. You got the pool table down there too, and it's like it's got. The vibe, Dude, man. I don't it, know why that's not a, a speakeasy, it, like in its own it, right. It really like, should it's, be. It's crazy. My, like that but, place is so cool. Like it's so rad. Yeah, my cousin's wife had her 40th there, and a couple of uh, uh, DJs, uh, Connor Miles and Green Giant President, which is Josh. Uh, remember his last name right now. Sorry, Josh. Um, uh, <laughs> they there was a big party. We got absolutely wrecked in that in that <laughs> thing, and everybody kind of left. And me and my cousins were like, one of my cousins was like, hey. Think we can get upstairs and she somehow got into the the access stairway and we took a case of corona 13 floors up to the oh, the, the 13th floor was under construction i think Corona's it's still under construction the, it's, right it's still yeah. under construction it's a ghost on it it's terrifying oh my god what a fucking night man like we <laughs> my cousin dropped the case of corona in the staircase like a 24 pack of corona like dropped it like five or six of them burst in the glass everywhere there's beer running down the stairs we're just like oh yeah <laughs> a fucking mess man it's fine it's nobody comes yeah, up here anyway yeah, yeah. <laughs> i guess go back to the beginning beginning for both of you what's what's your relationship with fresno like born and raised you're, you're... Uh, I moved here when I was 12, um, 12. so Fresno's home I grew up here yeah. you know um, I, my family moved around a lot when I was a kid um, all along the west coast from Washington Oregon to a couple spots in Nevada then to California after that uh, but once we once we landed here I was when me and my brother were going in through intermediate school and high school so mm -hmm. my parents wanted to kind of stick us in and keep us in one high school um, almost moved again, as a matter of fact, but uh, we almost moved to Atascadero. I'm glad oh, wow. we stuck around, though, in Fresno, yeah, yeah. because, you know, here we are, and yeah. um, I'm, I'm very grateful. But, yeah, I moved here when I was 12. Uh, Fresno became became my home, you know, and still is my home, and I, and I really enjoy it. 
I think it's it's the redheaded stepchild of, of the valley or central California sometimes and I kind of like laugh at that because there's so much there's so many cool things here that people take for granted and yeah, I think it's like in any other area. large city like after you live there for a while you forget what's special about it and what's really cool about it because you want more and that's just human nature uh, but it's got so much to offer and it's so cool like it really is we're close to everything you know what I mean to live here you pay a fraction of the price of where you would anywhere, anywhere else yeah. with the same things to do and granted there weren't a lot of things to do when I was growing up but now there are you yeah. know what I mean you're paying a very similar price like it's not bad like for the opportunities and, and the things that Fresno has to offer I think you know it's a, it's a really excellent city um, I was going to say town but it's definitely a city no it's a city and that's now, the thing man. too is like everybody's got like they still think it's this town it's a fucking big city no, like I, we've I, got I, a lot of people and there's a lot of opportunity for growth yeah this you know there's Half over half a million here and a million in Fresno County. I mean, it doesn't yeah. doesn't feel like it if you don't leave Tower in downtown, though. Right. You still get that little teeny little yeah teeny that town college vibe. city vibe. Yeah, 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 which is what I love about Tower specifically. Like yeah. that's why I moved down here as soon as I could. Um, like I lived when until I was 21, I lived uh, on the north side, and then after that, had to come down. Had to live here. Yeah. After I went to Stones for the first time, I took my first shot of Fernet Hillary. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I remember Josh. Josh was the one who took me there. Yeah. He took me there for my 22nd birthday. First time I ever took a shot of Fernet. Um, first time I've been in Stones. <laughs> what, is it, what is it with industry folks and Fernet, man? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, <laughs> everybody always asks about Fernet. It's like uh, so Fernet, chefs, dishwashers, <laughs> exactly. bartenders, everybody's got the Fernet was, uh, Fernet was the uh, underappreciated spirit for yep. a long time. It, it's a spirit out of Italy and a digestif amaro in the digestif amaro category. I'd lean more towards digestif, but um, it has over 46 herbs and spices in it. Uh, the recipe, of course, is secret. Yeah, um, of course. But um, there, and there's two versions. There's the bronca and the mentha. And the bronca is what all the bartenders shoot. Uh, the mentha is nice, but it's very, very minty, as the name implies. Yeah. Uh, it was a project for... Um, for the gentleman who created it, it was for his wife. Uh, her favorite opera singer dropped mint oil into her fernet before she sang, uh, and okay. so he created a bottle just for her. Um, and then it became popular and was started to become mass marketed, and now it's a part of their lineup as, as fernet mentha. Uh, but bronca is what all the bartenders and barbacks and dishwashers and cooks shoot. Um, and it's kind of like a badge of honor. Like um, it, to, I love the taste of it. Yeah. I didn't at first. <laughs> and you know what? It's one of those things. Like it's like I always say, tell people, it's like you'll take your first shot of fernet every time you take a shot of fernet. Yeah, yeah. Because like it's not something you don't get used to. And I think that's part of the beauty of it is it's like it's brand new every time. Yeah. For a different reason, one or the other. Um, but it's a very unique and very herbal, bittersweet driven spirit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bartenders love it because it was. Uh, very inexpensive and therefore you could shoot it without feeling bad behind the bar yeah, yeah. so you had like especially in San Francisco is where this really kind of developed on um, the east coast it's not as big but it is it's a thing but not like it is on the west coast so so I've heard. yeah they, they have something um, similar in the midwest someone tricked Malort. me to drink oh good <laughs> lord <laughs> My asshole like, friend in Chicago is like, I got you a shot. That's a Chicago right? thing oh, for sure, God, dude. Man. Yeah, Malort is, but like, oh, people think Fernet's gnarly, and I'm like, oh, yeah, no. have you ever had Malort? No. And they're like, no, no. I'm like, <laughs> they're, not even, they're not even in the same category. Uh, yeah, it's they're like, not. if you ask someone what Malort tastes like, you'll have a different answer every single time. It's just like, <laughs> like gasoline or yeah, yeah. Like, like chewing on a piece of yeah. um, like bitter wood. Like, it's just are like, you trying to embalm me and exactly, like, dude. Yeah, you'll never age if you, if you, I guess, put you in a bathroom. 
from the Lord. Yeah, yeah it's uh, it's brutal. Like it is gnarly. And for whatever reason, they like they wear that. It's like they're, they're very proud of that. It's yeah, like yeah. you could barely drink this. Fuck you. You want some more? Like it's like what? Like what? No. Yes. No. Yeah. yeah. So I, I'll take some more. I'll take like some a more. hazing. There. Yeah. Exactly. Like, yeah. Just, and it's it's just brutal and you shoot it you don't sip it it's like the opposite of mezcal like yeah. mezcal like you sip you don't shoot uh, you appreciate the beauty in it malort just get it down and get it out of the glass yeah, yeah. Dude. like you will not you will not enjoy this otherwise, like, yeah otherwise you're gonna inject it man he's just like yeah oh it's, god it's horrible it's, 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 it's funny i always assumed fernet was like like you had to order for that with whatever else you were buying because they were trying to get rid of it or whatever something I mean, it like initially that's kind of what it was and it's, yeah, like, it's like it's like hey we have a bunch of this it was cheap you know like you guys like like give it to a guest shoot it have yeah. fun with it whatever um and then people started utilizing it in cocktails because it really is a beautiful beautiful spirit with a ton a ton of, of depth and flavor and profile yeah. and herbs spices bitter sweet it's got a minty profile um, but what I get is like mint, rosemary, and chinchona. Like you get like this, like this bright, like refreshing herbal pop, this dry herbal pop, and then bitter. Do you use it like a like a vermouth almost, <coughs> or like in terms of a, a, uh, not necessarily? An I would I would like... use it as almost as a bittering agent. Okay. You know, so as we add bitters to cocktails to yeah. like structure and, and bolster the other flavor profiles and help boost other ones, um, we can use fernet almost in a similar way. It's a lot sweeter than your than your average bitter, um, so you can it, you can have a little more leeway. But it also is a wrecking ball as far as an ingredient profile goes. So yeah, it's like whenever you use like fernet or creme de cacao or. Um, What's another one though? Um, absinthe. Like oh, yeah. that's like those are things that you have to be really careful with because that will dominate the profile of your mm-hmm. cocktail. That's mm-hmm. all you'll taste. But if you use them in tandem with things that, that pair with them and that boost the, the small notes and details of your cocktail, uh, it'll it'll harmonize. They'll it'll just they'll sing, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. What's your take on uh Fernet? Oh uh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh you know, well said, yeah. It's good. <laughs> it's, I, I will not sing its praises like Ryan does. Yeah. Uh, somebody gave me a shot of Fernet when I started bartending, and I, like, almost spit it out. I didn't, because I'm not a... Anyway. Don't waste. Uh, yeah, yeah, no yeah, waste. No waste. But, um, you know, it's fine. I'd rather have, like, a Ferrari shot, something that masks the flavor of... What is a Ferrari shot? Yeah. Campari and Fernet. Uh, Campari. I can, I can get down Fernet. on that. Yeah. yeah, yeah Campari. Yeah. Ferrari. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Um, but I, I don't know. It's like, it's not, <laughs> it's not bad. <laughs> and that's my official stance. Yeah, okay, it's, yeah. it's not bad. I'm not going to say it's great, but <laughs> I've definitely, you know, okay. I got one in you? my home bar. Dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I should carry one around. I got my coin in my pocket. Nice. I will say though, yeah, I think I that another cool they like the Fernet coin. Oh like, yeah. So it's a, they have for every, every, like every market essentially that sells Fernet, they'll have a Fernet coin or many, many will. Um, so like Northern, Northern California, San Francisco has their own, like Austin will have their own. Um, I've got a handful of them from different cities. Chicago's got their own. Um, but yeah, they're all, they're all neat. And the, they're like, thank you for drinking this. Here's a coin. Well, yeah, you earn your Fernet coin essentially. So yeah. Oh, cool. You can't buy, like, Fernet coins are given to you, you know what I mean? I gave Candace that one not too long ago. That's so um, cool. I got this one when we did the Fernet training in Fresno. Yeah. Um, so we brought them to Modernist and did a pop-up with them. And uh, I got one, they, they gave us two. Um, and 
I give one to the bartenders when they pass the gauntlet, typically, um, at least until I run out, which is going to be pretty soon. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple that I'll never give away because uh, they're like really close to my heart, but the rest for me, I just I, I give them away. If I find them somewhere, I'll, I'll grab one. You find them in crazy places. Yeah. You know, like it, they're hard to get, but you never know when you're going to stumble upon one. And whenever I see one um, at an antique shop or at a coin shop, just I grab it. Grab them up. Uh, and I know, with, and I know, like I'm I'm buying it so I can fling it to somebody that doesn't have one. Um, nice. Especially once they, like once they move through the program at Modernist, the training program is gnarly. It's, yeah, I it's, bet. I bet. It's not easy at all. There's many tests and many hurdles you have to jump through and, and hoops, but. Once you do, um, I, and I stand by this, like once you pass through that training program, you can bartend anywhere you want, anywhere you want, for the most part, like excluding like this like upper echelon of 1% places that you really have to wiggle your way into, sure, like top 50 sure. in the world. You can go to any city or any market and you can step behind that bar and feel comfortable. You know what I mean? You'll know what you're doing as far as whiskey, as far as blending profiles, why fresh yeah. juice is important, philosophy of, of hospitality and guest services, all those things are covered. So. Once you work your way through all that training, you pass your gauntlet, which is another, you know, difficult thing where you make 65 cocktails by yourself in a row um, with no breaks. Like you just, you have eight tins in front of you and you're just jam, bam, 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 bam. Holy shit. And if you finish in under X amount of minutes, you get your coin and you get your jacket and you get in your bartender. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's so um, cool, man. I mean, it shows in the, the end, the end product, you know, like yeah. uh, Nat and I say this all the time. It's like we, when we travel, it's food. And it's strength, and that's it. Our Same. entire budget is for that, right? Yeah. It's just getting there is, is that's the, it. Yeah, the, that's the overwhelming it, yeah. cost, and then it's there, like it's a gas, food, lodging, whatever we have left is we're gonna, food and we're drinks. Gonna, yeah, yeah, we're gonna have a great time. Yeah, but you know we. We we spent four days in San Francisco last year just doing that same thing and had a lot of a lot of great stuff. And I've I've lived in Europe for a number of years and just traveled around a lot. And it's like, modernist is up there like oh, with so. every place i've ever been to and we we try to come you know every quarter or whatever when you guys yeah it was great to see you guys over. the other day yeah yeah man you guys think it was, I was so like, hey. it was so fucking busy man i was like yeah you're gonna get together i was like oh no we were like oh we'll just go get a shot real quick you're like oh god man this is too much man it was it was insane there you know um so like okay so you came up through through bartending and all that like getting your your roots in what is, what's your like creative drive in this like what how do you get come up with all this i know it's a bit of a joint effort with the team oh right? yeah everybody like, how, works, do, how do you get to the new menu everybody works together um so yeah. every thursday there's open r&d uh where it's like that's that's my admin and r&d day like that my day is tailored just to this this thing so if you have a cocktail idea bring it in and we'll talk about it first and then we'll make it and we'll decide where we want to go from there uh, do we want it like this? Do we want it like this? What was your intention for the cocktail? What was the purpose of you making this? What was the message you wanted to send? Why does it excite you? Why will other people get excited about it? And what are the flavors that you want to drive through this cocktail? What is the story you want to tell? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what we'll do. We'll talk about it. You know what I mean? We'll, we'll try different things. And, and when it comes together, we'll put it on the menu. Yeah. You know, it, it really is... I'm trying to make it sound simple, but it, there's like a million steps in between. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, like we're hyper, hyper particular about what we put on the menu and why. And if it makes the menu, if anything makes the menu on that menu, you can be sure that like a handful of hours went into the development and production of it. Yeah. And we weren't, we're not, we're not satisfied. We want to be overwhelmed, blown away. And that's yeah. how we want people to feel when they're enjoying the drinks. Um, not just the drink too, but the service that's provided around it. If you have a question about it, you can ask and somebody can break down the cocktail for you uh, by ingredient, by flavor profile, whatever, whatever like you're looking for out of it. Mm -hmm. um, that's what we, we want to deliver to you. Yeah. So, um, Hey, cool it there, bud. <laughs>
Hey, don't you know this is my patio? Come on, man. I work here, man. This is for your benefit. I know. Thank you. I love it. I love it. You're doing a great job. You're beautiful. You're killing it. Thank you so much. But yeah, it it is absolutely like a, a joint effort, you know. Like That's if really if cool. I had made if I made all the cocktails for that place, then it would be like all of them would have chartreuse in them and fernet, and like <laughs> it would just all be stirred and spirit yeah. Like like I've my I've got my particular style that I, I break myself out of. Um, but that's the beautiful thing about that menu is that everybody who works there has an opportunity to be on that menu. I don't care if you're a bartender in training, if you're on probation and like you, you've been there for a week, but you just have this fucking really cool idea, yeah. like send it, bring it in. Let's work on it together. Let's talk about it. Let's chew on it. And let's come up with something spectacular, you know, not good or great, but fucking awesome. It's hard to come up with something fucking awesome. Man. Yeah. And like, and like I tell people too, like, don't, don't pitch into yourself or limit yourself. Like whatever you love, whether it's music or, you know, like, and music through, like, whatever media. Like, vinyl. Like, what's your favorite vinyl? And what's your favorite break in that vinyl? And what's your favorite side? Create a cocktail from that. You know what I mean? Oh, like, cool. like, how does it speak to you? How does it make you feel? You yeah. know, what do you think of? Where were, we, where were you the first time you heard it? And why do you love it? You know? And that from there, then we can start to, to dive into different flavors. Like, you were here, like, you were here when you, when you first heard it. Yeah. Like, you know, who were you with when you first... All these things. Like, yeah. and the more questions we can ask, the more information we can get, the better the cocktail is steered in the right direction. You know what I mean? So, whether it's music or movies or a plate of food, which is what we really yeah. particularly specialize in, yeah, yeah. Uh, is like eating your drink, essentially. Yeah. Uh, in Matthew Bianconello's words. Um, also, <laughs> excellent book, Eat Your Drink. Um, Eat Your Drink. Yeah, Matthew Bianconello is... Um, was I think in Fresno for a little while, but um, uh, Luke Fisher did a couple pop-ups with with that theme of like where it's like very culinary driven and inspired your cocktails, um, and we've kind of harnessed and and like taken that on as well. So like there was the Tom Yum cocktail, the Tzatziki cocktail. Oh, right now we've got a shiitake mushroom, honey and artichoke cocktail what? with um, sesame oil and soy sauce. Why are we here? Because <laughs> <laughs> we're close to me, my man. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, but like these are all things and like that cocktail throws people for a loop. You know what yeah. I mean? Like the Tom Yum cocktail was like key lime pie on the inside and then, and this is like Ace's concept and like fucking brilliant bartender, excellent chef, um, worked at there, Annex yeah. for a long time. Yeah, he's he's the beautiful man with the, with the long, mm-hmm. with the long bun um, tied up and like the way that he makes cocktails is is very much driven from where he comes from as a chef salt fat and acid mm-hmm. you know and like when i saw him make the tom yum cocktails like oh fuck like i've been missing a huge piece of this puzzle and now i can think about it from this way mm. and i can make cocktail in this style yeah. you know what i mean yeah, like yeah. i can take his style and like kind of fold it into my own and learn from it and create a cocktail myself and that's where i made the tzatziki cocktail which That's was really like cool. inspired by a dish from this beautiful, beautiful restaurant bar in downtown Paso called Alchemist Garden. Okay. Um, which, if it, you're yeah. down there, go check it I out. Been, it but is I've heard of it, yeah. Stunningly beautiful on the inside. The people that work there are awesome, um, and their drinks are fantastic. Um, nice. the, the themes, the names, the ingredients they use, the flavor combinations are all off the hook, and they do a Zodiac cocktail. Um, for every Zodiac season, oh, uh, cool. served in a special glass, and you get your Zodiac card with it too, <laughs> which is dope. Um, but I had a dish there that was whole head on shrimp over fresh tzatziki with like fresh shaved cucumber mm. um, that was like yeah. rolled like, rolled in between the the tzatziki, which also of course had cucumber in it. And I was yeah. like, fuck, man, like this is like the the freshest like like setup that I've ever had, like one of the one of them that I've ever had in a dish, and with the whole head on shrimp, and like they were spicy and like like it was just. 
insanely good. And I was like, I'm going to make a drink out of this. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know how I can utilize the shrimp, but the setup yeah, yeah. itself, like, it's tzatziki. Like, why the fuck haven't we thought of this before? And so I took Roku gin from Japan and infused it with dill and cucumber, and then Greek yogurt, lemon juice, uh, and mint simple, and tzatziki cocktail. Oh, you know, yeah. served with crushed ice with a cucumber swath around the top yeah. so you get the nose and a bunch of fresh dill over it, and it was awesome. And, like, same with the tom yum. Like, key lime on the inside, mm -hmm. and then mortar and pestle with um, dehydrated shrimp, uh, salt, and Thai chili. And so you get, get sweet, essence. spicy, yeah. savory, and then, uh, like, citric on the inside. And when you get all of it together, it's magic. Like, your olfactory lights up like a Christmas tree. Yeah. And it started with the tom yum cocktail. Like, that's where, that's where we started developing all these food drinks. You know what I mean? Like, Ace came up with another one. called We called it uh, Fresano. Because uh, it had strawberry, it had um, not cream cheese, it had uh, what was it? Mascarpone. Oh, mascarpone, wow. Um, strawberry puree, um, and toasted almond, and lemon, and then fresh lemon zest and strawberry puree over the top. And the mascarpone just kind of yeah, coat your mouth a little bit. Like a, like, like, a, like, a, like a spring pastry. Oh, like it was nuts. So the fresh lemon zest over the top, too. Like <laughs> and it just like ripped through the other, like they all harmonized. That lemon zest was so bright on the nose, like it was, it was fantastic, oh, you know. Man. Like, and so that's that's like, that's where we drive one or two of the cocktails for each menu. But all the other ones really are, they're a, they're a, a team effort. Like with mine too, like I need feedback as well, and yeah. everybody does, and that's the beauty of it. It's like no one is too good to receive criticism, or feedback. Mm -hmm. And it really is constructive feedback is what I call it. It's yeah. just like, yo, like, this is good. What if we tried this? Yeah. And you're like, yes or no. It's like, well, like, that would take it away from the direction of where I want it to. Um, would it be the worst thing? No, like, let's try it. Yeah. If it's that good and it has to lean away from, from your, your, your vision a little bit, that's where you eat a slice of humble pie and it's like, you know, like, this cocktail is so fucking good that, like, my vision, like that's how it started, and I'm cool with that. But yeah. it changed, and now it's now it's damn good. So we're gonna put it on the menu like this. Yeah, yeah, it's got yeah. the same roots, and it's even better story now because we all came together and decided that we could make it better. You know, it was good when you started, and it's good what you proposed. But how do we make it great? Like I said, how do we make it fucking amazing, yeah. spectacular? That's what we want to do, and that's what we want to help you do. And I, yeah. I expect, like, I need your help to do. I need other people's help to do it too. You know, like five brains are better than one always. Yeah. So, okay, so the podcast, No Life, is about getting to know your neighbors, learning about uh, the culture creators and the community contributors in Fresno here, and really giving people um, an opportunity to meet you guys, the people behind the bar, the people behind the restaurant, the people behind the music, whatever it is. And um, it's a big thing for me to come into community because I've moved a ton of times to come in and just sit and listen and be present and, and learn from people. So with, with those things in mind in terms of the theme of, of No Life, can I challenge you to throw out an idea for a, a no life cocktail? Yeah, I mean, for and, sure. And, and we, we play off the uh, Fresno County flag. So these are all the colors from the Fresno County flag. You know? Colorblind, so that's tough. Okay. Oh, dang. Okay. I'm sorry <laughs> about that. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I gotta go. This is over. <laughs> No, it's cool. Yeah. This is my uh, my color spotter. Yeah, so nice. It's, Thank it's you. Yeah. Uh, it's like a like avocado green, and then like um, just kind of like a baby yellow, and then like a really pale blue. Like okay. a robin's egg almost. Yeah. 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 I mean, and then getting um, to know your neighbors. You know, we're in the Central Valley here. We're we're surrounded by agriculture, produce, yeah. and community, and arts, and all that, and in downtown and tower. Like, how does that inspire you? I don't, I don't want to put you on the spot if you oh, don't want no. to be, Oh, but... no, like, please, yeah. Um, this is, this is, this is, like, just R&D session. You know yeah, yeah, I mean? there we go. Yeah. Uh, so, basically, like, 
um, for me, I go less off of color scheme and yeah. more off of individual ingredients. Like, what does this place have to offer? You know yeah. what I mean? Um, for downtown Fresno, uh, we don't really have any farming out no, there. You no. know, we've got a couple stores we can buy things from. Sure. Um, but for Fresno in general, for Fresno, like, I've actually got a cocktail on the next menu. That's called the Red Hot Fresno Chili Peppers. Oh, no. <laughs> That's awesome. Credit Candace with the name on that Thank one. You. Nice. Uh, yeah, well, we were Candace, sitting around well and I was like, I was showing her the console. I was like, I mean, like, I was going to call it Hella Fresno. Um, because also fits, like, yeah, I think yeah, it's yeah, appropriate. yeah. But I was like, man, like I think we could really do something better. And she said it. And I was like, yeah. oh, done, done. That's the name. <laughs> Brilliant. That's the yeah. name for sure. <laughs> um, so it's it's going to be uh, guajillo pepper infused blanco. Oh, yeah. um, you know, uh, so I mean, red. So not yeah. really, again, not in line with the no, screen. no. Yeah, but a um, uh, little bit of lime juice, um, and then a nista corn liqueur uh, from Mexico. It's basically an elote liqueur, uh, which is awesome. And then I have a, no idea what you just said. What is elote that? liqueur. So corn oh, liqueur. Corn liqueur. Corn okay, liqueur. Yeah. Elote, sorry. No, yeah, no worries. Yeah. Um, corn liqueur, uh, blanco infused with guajillo pepper, mm-hmm. which are fucking grow everywhere. Everywhere. In Central yeah, Valley. Yeah. Um, like any, almost any grocery store you walk into in Fresno, like in no matter what neighborhood, like you'll see the big giant dehydrated bag of guajillo. Oh, yes. Yeah, right? I have them in my pantry. Yeah, yeah exactly. Them all the time. Everybody yeah, should. Fantastic. You know what I mean? Uh, they're awesome. And that's, they're actually used in our house chili blend too. Um, oh, nice. Our house chili blend is a seven pepper blend with malic acid and it's, and it's, and salt and it's fucking awesome. Dude. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> next time you guys come in, um, yeah. we'll, we'll line your shot glasses. With oh, that. hell yeah. It's, it's cool. It's just like that rich pepper flavor mm-hmm. and a little bit of the spice, but a lot of just like that pepper flesh. Yeah. Flavor, you know what I mean? Like, like it's, that's what we want to capture really. Yeah. So guajillo pepper, uh, corn liqueur, roasted tomatillo syrup. Um, and then lime and a little bit of that uh, that Fresno chili on the outside, our house chili blend. Yeah. Uh, and then Fresno chili is muddled into it as well. Uh, so it's got like a little bit of smokiness and then smoked chili bitters. So it's got smoky, yeah. spicy. Uh, I think for me, it represents Fresno. Um, that is, yeah, that is Fresno. And you know, sure, like man. everybody, in, like everybody, a lot of people in Fresno. I'd say the majority yep. love their love them a spicy marg. Oh yeah, you know, and yeah. this is like an elevated version of that with better mouthfeel and some more cohesive flavors that kind of layer with each other mm-hmm. instead of just being like tequila, spice, agave. You know? Yeah, um, and so like, that would be that would be my my no life cocktail. Right on, man. Um, and yeah, I'll fucking I'll, I'll throw the no life tag in there too yeah. on the menu for you. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I will. Man. Yeah, that'd be fucking great. Um, I, I was in I lived in Amsterdam for a while and I oh, beautiful uh, city. Oh, it's Fucking wonderful. One of my man. favorites, yeah, it's man. It's so good. Yeah. And one of my one of my buddies uh, is a, a bartender. He runs a beer blog in the newspaper there, and uh, worked at a liquor store. And during the holidays, they brought in a vermouth company that made like a variety of these different vermouths. And we got to sit down at a, at a table with about twenty people, and uh, they talked you through the vermouths and all this. And then they had a uh, cocktail design contest at the end of it. And this is why I say to make awesome. a, a good cocktail is really fucking hard. Like. Something creative, something interesting that isn't just two or three ingredients yeah. that, like, and they, they or even it. if it's two and three, like, how can you? It, yeah, it's how, more of a challenge. That's how even more of a challenge. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. And I and I had this idea for like a ginger snap, in a in a cocktail, right? And they had this red vermouth that was a little bit cinnamon, a little bit of ginger in there, and like how do you know ginger liqueur or it ginger like syrup and, and bring, awesome. yeah, it's, it is. It's amazing. I'll try to get a bottle sent over here. Um, and I had this like amazing fucking idea because I love ginger snaps. I love the, that bite, that snap, the the little bits of crystallized ginger in there. Like if you get a really good one, my wife's a baker, so you know <laughs> so I'm, you I'm used to these things. The right? Yeah, I get good ones all my the time. My standards are here, man. Yeah. <laughs> Very high. I didn't meet her before then, but uh, um, and I couldn't get it. It was terrible. <laughs> it was it was like 
Yeah, it was just at the end of the day, it was it was I just couldn't figure out how to do like what you guys do when you when you blend flavors like that. It's a really it's a, it's actually an art. Like it's not just drinking. I think that's how we view it. You know yeah. what I mean? It, it's like it's it's our chosen profession, uh, and it turns into an art form. The more that you study it, uh, the more the more intimate you get with like, with your craft in yeah. anything, right? Like you can you can build a table, or you can view that as an art form, and your table turns out pretty. Well, a lot nicer usually. Yeah. And I mean, attention to detail, the fine things. Like, I'm not trying, just trying to slap something together. I want to make something that will last and mm-hmm. something that's truly enjoyable. Something yeah. that does its job really effectively. And for a cocktail, that's to get throw your line out, catch a buzz. You know what I mean? Yeah. Something that's balanced and cohesive or something that makes a statement for the right reasons in the right way. You yeah. know, something that is like, even if a flavor is dominating it, the subflavors underneath boost and elevate that flavor and they all harmonize. They all sit yeah. together. Yeah. You know, so it's like, I mean, that's... It, it for sure is viewed as an art form. I think by myself and, and the majority of, of the bartenders that are, you know, that bartending is their chosen craft for, I think yeah. that's for sure it goes the line. I, I, I wonder how you guys feel, you know, you serve cocktails all day long, you create cocktails, you do these things, like, how often do you feel like it actually hits with a patron? Like, they actually sit there and they sip and they enjoy and they try to break it down. You know, I, I smoke cigars and I, mm-hmm. I love cigars for the same reasons that I love coffee and all of those things. Right. That, the nuance. Or the, the nuance to yeah. everything, right? I've got, you know, 100 cigars in a humidor at home and every one of them I like for it's a different, different reason, yeah. right? One, one's and got it's a different time of one's day. got chocolate. Yeah, yeah. yeah, one's really earthy. One's, you yes. know, it's the, the time of day, what I'm drinking, where I'm going, what I'm doing. Is it hot yes. outside? Well, so I want a lighter. the exact same way. Yeah. And, and the, the way I'd answer your question is, is it, it depends on the day. Yeah. You know, on Tuesday, Wednesday, we get a lot of like cocktail nerds who come in, and mm-hmm. they just want to deconstruct and break down and talk about ingredients. Okay. Those are my favorite days. Yeah, honestly, they're my favorite because like that's that's why I do it because I love it and I want to share what I love with with people. You know what I mean? When it's really busy and balls to the wall on on Saturday, um, we don't get a whole lot of time to talk about the drinks. We get to serve a lot of them. Yeah, you know what I mean. And sometimes we don't have the time to really break ingredients down and talk to people as bartenders. At least yeah. your server will will do that for you. You know what I mean. And we train the bartenders to be service and service to be bartenders. That's something that is very much what we do with the modernists and how we opened it is that everybody is training to become a bartender. There's no role where you're just a server. Yeah. You know, like if you get hired there, it's with the full expectation that eventually you will become a bartender and complete the circle. And then once you are a bartender, it depends on the shift. It depends on the shuffle and how many people we have. You might yeah. be on the floor, you might be behind the bar, but we know that you'll do a really great job either way. Like yeah. you're trained to do both these things really, really well, no matter where you are. So have you have you ever had a moment where you're really proud of a cocktail or something maybe it doesn't match the patron's palate or something where they've just rejected have you felt like, oh yeah yeah like all you're the like, time man come on <laughs> man like, it's like and i used to you take know it, what i did to i used this, to take you know? it a lot more personally when i was yeah. younger and yeah. now i'm just like that's ah, not now really what it is it's and it's less ego driven and it's just yeah. like and like in my head i'm like man like i know that's good but like and, and the other like you know like the the devil on my shoulder be like oh like like Oh, that's a great cocktail. And the things will be like, eh, it's just not for them. Yeah, that's really what it is. It's like yeah, yeah. I know it's a good cocktail. It's good for me. It's good yeah. for a lot of people it's who good try for your it. Palate. But it's just because I your... like it doesn't mean that you like it. And even yeah. though I describe it to you in a way that you liked it, you taste it, and you're just like, this fucking sucks. I'm like, well, that's too bad. Like, <laughs> let me let me find something that you really like yeah. now. Like, it's yeah. fine. Like in like, and that's why I always laugh. Like people walk up to the bar and like, make me your favorite thing, and I'll be like, no, like. <laughs> I, I could make you my favorite thing, but I'd rather make you your favorite thing. And if you answer two questions for me, I can narrow a lot of it down. Yeah. But my favorite thing, there's a good chance that 
it won't be your favorite thing. Yeah. So I can make that for you, but what I'd rather do is get to know you just a little bit yeah. and get to know what you like. Tell me two things. Yeah. Are you? Do you have any allergies? Do you have any flavor versions? Yeah. Do you hate anything? Will anything kill you? Yeah. From there, <laughs> I'll ask you one more question or two more. Yeah. And then I'll make you a cocktail that you yeah. really enjoy. Yeah. You know, I, and I, that goes for the rest of the staff. I had that experience with with Ace. I. I I, you know, wherever I go for food or for drinks, yeah, I want to try something off menu, but I also want the passion of the people behind the bar or in the kitchen to, to really just do what they want to do. Um, and I asked Ace, I said, look, I don't, I've been through the menu. Can you make me something? I don't want to know what it is. Uh, and he asked a couple of questions and I said, I just, the answer is rye, please. Just, just <laughs> involve rye somewhere in this drink. And I can't remember what the hell he made me. It was some almost like a Manhattan something Greenpoint. yeah oh, <laughs> I know what he made too. oh dude it was fucking bomb man but yeah. I love that I don't want to I don't want to know what I'm getting necessarily right I, I like your approach is like ask a couple questions yeah. do that thing and it's like and if they ask me when I said it too I'll be like I'll get right back to you in like two minutes yeah like get to know it and then we'll talk about it after yeah yeah because if I if I tell you what's in it I'm just gonna accept you like, like, and if I tell you what's in it, you know, one of those ingredients, yeah. your brain is going to gravitate towards tasting those things. Yeah. And I don't want you to do that. I want you to get like just hundred percent, like honest, true feedback. Yeah. It's like, do you love it? Do you hate it? And why? And if you love it, I'll tell you what the ingredients are. And chances are you'd be like, oh shit, I like, I, yeah, I do like I that. Yeah, like, yeah. I didn't know I liked it surrounded by all these other things, but it's really delicious. You know what yeah. I mean? So I think what he served you was a green point. Um, yellow Sounds chartreuse, so. Italian vermouth, Cochi vermouth de Torino, and um, Sazerac rye, six-year whiskey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, a little orange bitter as well. Oh, yeah. Lemon oil over the top. That was... It's named after Greenpoint neighborhood in Lower Manhattan, and it's one of my favorite cocktails of all time. It's incredible. It was... I was blown away. And my, like... I... I have so much whiskey and bourbon and rye at home, and I haven't bought any of them. It's like, for some reason, people saw me drinking whiskey once, and for the last 10 years, <laughs> I get whiskey have, for my, my birthday. Oh, it's fucking <laughs> wonderful. Um, and uh, I just, you know, an old-fashioned, either straight uh, or an old-fashioned is like... That's my go-to at home, yeah. right? Like it's just I mean, it's been it's so familiar. For almost two hundred years. You can, now you can change the, the base liquor and get a different yes. profile every and the time. And was gin originally. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah, I had no 1860s, idea. Sixties, yeah. Oh, that's cool, man. Yeah, that's what I yeah. said. It's been around for almost. We're we're going on, hundred and sixty years now. Jesus. Where that recipe's been around? Yeah, it was it was published in How to Mix Drinks by Jerry Thomas mm -hmm. in the mid mid eighteen hundreds. I think eighteen sixty two. But yeah, like that's and it was it was old Tom gin and gum syrup with orange bitters was like the first huh. iteration of that. Is and it, then like no it was idea. yeah, and then yeah. it was brought then it was re like repurposed um, by an American bartender mm -hmm. at I believe the Waldorf Astoria um, okay. at, at the request of James E. Pepper, who was like a famous whiskey um, person. And he has his own now. There's James E. Pepper whiskey too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's. It, I, I love it so much because even if you have shitty whiskey, you can make a good old yes, fashioned. Yes, you can. And add that's a little why, more sugar. And that's why an I cracked me up. I had I had a guy the other day ask for a happy old fashioned, and I was like, "Hey, man, I can make that for you, but it's going to cost you one hundred and sixty dollars." Yeah, just drink the pappy. And <laughs> and honestly, like, if you get a will at old fashioned, it'll cost you forty five. And it'll be it'll almost be the exact same old fashioned. Good. Yeah. You know, like it's the same mash bill, the same exact mash bill. Yeah. The difference between the two is that a panel of judges signs off and says this is yep. Happy Van Winkle yep. worthy, or it becomes Willet. You know, yeah. like that's the dirty little secret that that most people don't want to know, but it's just the truth. You know what I mean? Like different Willet, Special Reserve, 108, Antique, they're all excellent. You know, for different reasons. Um, but really and truly, in my opinion, you enjoy that with a chip of ice. Mm -hmm in a glass just ice 
air and whiskey is all you need. And truly, I think a chip ice especially is, is needed for those larger expressions that have yeah. aged because all that helps do is just rip that whiskey open. It's it's like you know it's like cracking an egg. You know, like that whisk that water. If you drop it in, you'll see it just spread throughout the whiskey yeah. and settle and resettle, and that just opens it up. It helps it blossom. That's how I describe it to people. Like if you ask a Scottish guy or gal how they like their whiskey, they'll say, "I drink it with water," yeah. because it opens up everything that's been locked in the barrel for ten to twelve, twenty years. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like it, it helps. What's your what's a go to like bottom shelf off the, uh, you know from the grocery store? Old granddad. Yeah. Bottle and bottle oh, yeah, dude. One so of the good. oldest, one of the oldest in America. It's an, it is literally an OG. Yeah, uh, it's an it's OG so and good. it's an OG. Um, yeah, like that's it's it's fantastic. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I carry the coin around with me. Uh, one of the oh, guys, I got two. The, yeah, yeah, that's it's, that's the other one. Is the old granddad because I love it. Um, <laughs> and people ask, like they're like, oh, can I get an old fashioned with this? And I'm like, you could, but I really recommend you go for our well. That's our well. Like it's, it's old, old granddad, granddad, and it's yeah. it's a fucking rock star whiskey. It, it's it's awesome. It's been around for a long time for good reason. Yeah. It's a high rye bourbon, so it's got a little pepper on the back end of it. Mm-hmm. And for an old fashioned, it's perfect. It's it overproof. Is. It's got a little spice. Yep. You're adding sugar. You're adding bitters. All these flavors gonna harmonize over that big block of ice with orange oil. Send it. It's done. Oh man, you know. Yeah, there's one, I can't remember the, it's, it's a bottled and bond white label, um, it's like a $14 bottle at Save Mart or whatever, uh, that's a, yeah. ah, it's great to meet it was you. lovely meeting Absolutely. you. Absolutely, have a great night. You too. I hope to Thank meet you me. again. Um, oh God, it's like a, it's, it's perceived as, I can't think of it right now, it's perceived as a really cheap whiskey, but they do a bottled and bond version in a white label. Um, Jim Beam? No, keep going. Um, white label. Oh God! Hold on. I'm gonna sound like an idiot if I don't get this out of here. God damn it, Mike! <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed that. <laughs> I, I, I really did. Sorry, the Evan, Evan Williams. Evan Williams. Yeah, Evan that Williams. is my favorite old-fashioned bottle for like for the last few years man it's 15 bucks for like i don't know what it is about it uh i mean let's see so evan williams kentucky bourbon i mean so if you're a bourbon guy bourbon's going to be inherently slightly sweeter as a result of the mash bill yeah it it is required to be 51 percent corn Mm -hmm. uh, which obviously has more natural sugar than than wheat or rye um or any any grain i should say So okay, so you said you 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 love the city of Amsterdam. So you have you have to know and love then, especially corn. Uh, your neighbor. Oh yeah, Dutch absolutely. Liquor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you go to the bar, you just take a little off the top yep, after yep. the overpour. Yeah, little, little you got meniscus you bow, on the top. You bow to the to the universe. Yeah, sip exactly. and, and drop it. I love it. Yeah, I did a I did a master class on it not too long ago. Um, we went over, it was like a two hour class, um, just cause I, I do love it and I love the city itself. Anything the city has to offer. The city also has in Amsterdam, they produce this like spice liqueur, mm-hmm. um, that I have to look up. I used to know the name of it and I, I try to find, it, I can't find it anywhere. It's, it's local to the city of Amsterdam. I know what you're talking about. And it's in like this, like not in, like a really pretty bottle. It's got a black plastic screw cap on mm-hmm. it. Um, uh, but it's like wildly popular there and it started there. It's still being made there. One guy runs a distillery. Oh yeah. I know, I know, I know, fuck, man, 
we're gonna have to annotate this uh, this conversation. But I know exactly what you're talking about. It's yeah. What I what I really like there, especially with the the Enaver, uh, you know, the craft beer scene is not as big out there, but it's it's coming around. Uh, but there's this, a craft Enaver scene. There's a, a younger crowd that's bringing the old recipes back into yeah. the forefront. So like you can go get like a bowls Enaver, uh, which is like the they're probably one of the few that you can actually get here. Um, but these guys are like, there's a, the old Yenaver and there's the young Yenaver. The old is the aged and the young is an unaged, yeah, basically and, a, and a white old, rye. Like it tastes like, yeah, exactly. And the old, because it aged, it tastes like a white whiskey. Yes. And the young tastes like, like, um, like a, like a pinkier gin or like a grainier gin, essentially. Yeah. Uh, and like the, the notes you can get from it are, are fucking crazy. Um, but, uh. Fucking Mike. <laughs> uh, we're st- we're still picking up on here. It's no problem. Cool. Um, the notes you can get from it are are, are fucking amazing, mm-hmm. and there's it's it's utilized in so many different directions. Yeah, uh, like I'm using it actually in a tiki cocktail. Um, so the original cocktail is called the Buccaneer. Okay, and it's a riff off of the. I'm gonna take this one. Um, it's a riff off of the. Um, excuse me. It's a gin cocktail originally called the Buccaneer. Mm-hmm. So it's like Campari, shaved pineapple, toasted almond syrup, and gin. Um, and this one I'm doing with uh, Genevieve and or Genevieve, and uh, a little bit of pineapple, roasted pineapple, kiwi, and dragon fruit cordial oh, uh, with Campari and toasted almond and lime. And it's it turned out pretty damn good. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. it's like light pink. Actually, I don't have a picture of it. Post on Instagram a couple weeks ago. Sure but I'm dehydrated dragon fruit. But yeah, it's it can be utilized in so many cocktails too. Like a ton, a ton of cocktails. Yeah, stirred, shaken, a, a ton of different ones. Yeah. They call it the, the the poor man's whiskey over there. Is like oh, the white that's, whiskey, you know, yeah, yeah. the white whiskey, because it's you know it's ev- Thank you, it's yeah. everywhere, it's everything. Hey, I know you're not technically a server, but every once in a while you'll bring me Are a recording. Beer. Yeah. What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> I love you, buddy. Uh, yeah, the same one, man. I'll take one too. Yeah. <laughs> My pleasure, man. I'll be right back. Don't worry about it. It's a great guy. <laughs> they did an interview a few weeks back with us. I had the whole crew uh, on the show, but uh, yeah, it's a, it's. I have probably four or five bottles at home of Yenaver that are just like I, I'm saving that, but not letting them get past half. And it's like I was when about to say, don't let them get no. Too, yeah, then you gotta oxidize, finish them. Yeah, oxidize. you have to finish yeah, them exactly. after that. I was like, I'll go to my buddy's house and they have like, oh, they're like, dude, I got this much left. I'm like, yeah, how much is in there? Yeah, and they're like a year, and I'll be like, yeah, it's not good anymore, man. No. But no, like, there's, like every time you open that bottle, oxygen enters. Yep. And unless you're vacuuming in, <laughs> yeah, it's not exactly. gonna leave, man. No, it's not. No, and it's like it's one of those ones where it's the right night. People are sitting around and they're, they're feeling curious, and we bring out a flight and then yeah. and do that little thing, man. It's it's really uh, it's really cool. So coming from Fresno since you were 12 years old, what what do you love most about being in Fresno? Honestly. Uh, access to pretty much anything that we want to work with yep. it's here yep. like if you do just a little bit of digging you can find it whether it's like stone fruit yeah. um, whether it is different different kinds of nuts like every single thing almost every single thing grows here yeah and if you do just like I said you flip over a couple stones you can find it yep. you know what I mean um, also what I love about this place is that it's it's to be quite frank it's in development you know what I mean we have the opportunity to help shape the culture of drinking and you know hospitality thank you so much man. I appreciate you my pleasure (laughs) 
Have a spokerific day. <laughs> Mike, put that on a t-shirt, bro. <laughs> Mike Adame is a champ. Cheers, brother. Cheers, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's a it's a place that is developing. People really seem to be attaching onto, you know, like hospitality scene. You know, enjoying a really nice cocktail after a long day. Yeah. Is celebrating a, a, a great day with a cocktail. You know what I mean? Like coming to the bar after you've had a shitty day. Like, like people are starting to realize that this is a place for everybody. Especially yeah. cocktail bars. Like it's a place for absolutely anybody and everybody. If you have all the experience, you have no experience, that's what's cool about it. That people are, are pretty open to to the new experience. And that's yeah. what I was kind of afraid of is, is being downtown and opening a new place that drew people from out of the area. It's like I was afraid I'd be making, you know, vodka sodas all night, every night. And you know what? Like, we don't make that many. And if that's a drink that makes you happy, I'll make it for you every time with yeah, a smile great. on my face. Yeah, yeah. But I want you to try something new and something different. And what I've seen is that people really are. They're really trying the new stuff. And yeah. they're excited to try it. And they're asking questions about it. And that just juices me and the rest of the staff up. Yeah. Like, that's what, like, the people are cool, man. Um, for the most part, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, there's, yeah. there's a couple bad eggs in every batch, but for the most part, people are psyched to try new things. They're stoked that we're down there, that we're trying, and that's just, that's awesome. You know what I mean? That's 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 fuel for the fire, and we'll yeah. keep on going, especially with that sentiment. Um, I mean, along with the fact that, like, my family's here, and, you know, like, there's there's a lot to love about Fresno for me. Yeah, yeah and you guys keep bringing people back with the menu changes, man. I mean, you could get stale yeah. easily, right? And that's, that's something we're kind of, we're changing a little bit, too, instead of doing the entire shuffle rotation, and, like, people People lose things they haven't been able to try. We're, we're moving to a model where every six to eight weeks we pop four or five new cocktails on the menu, three to five actually, like um, depending on the season. And for Miracle, it'll change too because we have a curated menu that's holiday themed. To, yeah, the Yeehaw motherfucker. I had like four of those one night. Yeah, dude. <laughs> so good. Yeah, that's that's our Bruce Willis cocktail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. man. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, that that had uh, coconut ube in it. So that that was that was super cool. Coconut ube, pineapple, and a few other bits and bobs. Uh, but yeah, like those are super fun. They all have their own mugs and stuff like that. But really, yeah, it's like we want people to try new things, so we will continue to provide new things for you to try. Yeah. Uh, we'll bring back some of the old stuff that you really loved. Um, and you know, like if you want to bring someone there to try this cocktail, great. Chances are we could probably make it. You know what yeah. I mean? But also, whenever you come, if you come few and far between, like once a season, there will always, always, always be something brand new for you to try love about that it. you haven't seen before, that we've never tried before. That's just fresh. Yeah. You know, and and like, and I love that people are down. People are trying. It. They're yeah. like, and they're asking, "When's the next menu rotation?" I'm like, "Fuck yeah, dude!" Yeah, yes. I look, I look for yes. it on on Instagram, man. I'm, I'm always waiting to see what's coming up, and I, I it's coming down there for it's coming for later this month. Oh, I can't <laughs> wait, man. That's that. Uh, we're red, gonna bring red hot uh, Fresno chili peppers. Red hot Fresno yeah. chili peppers. Uh, we're gonna bring back so melon dramatic, uh, which was a uh, cantaloupe infused <laughs> vodka. And then watermelon driven with ginger and a Riesling, a white wine syrup. Yeah, yeah. Um, which and lemon, which is it's it's a banger, dude. It's dude, fucking stupid good. It's it's That's a cocktail. In a glass, man. Yes, I classify these cocktails as porch pounders. Yeah, because you can just sit on your deck and slam a pitcher back yeah. and fall asleep in your chair. Um, yeah, there are sippers and porch pounders. You know, this nice, is a, this is a this is a it's a beast. Yeah, yeah, like you can drink a lot of them, uh, and it's got fresh watermelon puree in it. You know what I mean, like. It's it's delicious, you know. So we're gonna bring that back, and then I've got a, a blueberry and cherry cocktail um, called, uh, or a blueberry and uh, blueberry cherry and brandy cocktail mm-hmm. called Brandy Jackson, which is gonna be cool. Um, so, like, yeah, that one's cool. It's it's made with Clear Creek um, pear brandy out of Oregon, um, and uh, blueberry sage, lemon, toasted almond, and um, and fino sherry. So Tio Pepe, which oh, wow. has like apple, pear, um, 
and like pairs really well with almond. Mm -hmm. uh, so they all kind of harmonize, and you just get like this really bright pear, sage, and blueberry pop from it. Uh, so I'm excited about that. Uh, yeah. Some some cool for you to try. And then uh, I've it's I've got one that's an ode to Sean Connery as well. Um, yeah, for the 007 movie, it's called Ves Vesperale. Uh, but if you pronounce it as uh, Vesperale, you get oh. a dollar off the cocktail. Um, <laughs> It means wait for her, which is, oh, like, yeah. kind of goes with the theme of the Bond movies. <laughs> yeah, but, of course. Yeah, it's uh, it's a riff on the Vesper, which was 007's cocktail of choice. That's correct. Which yeah, is yeah. a gin and vodka martini um, with Lille Blanc as uh, as the as the as the vermouth. Yeah, so fortified white wine from France. But uh, yeah, that was cool. It's uh, it's uh, infused with fresh lemon and orange zest, and then we pull all that and then wash it with olive oil after, um, and then it's got apricot uh, infused Lille Blanc in it. Uh, and, that one's, and then the byproduct of the infusion of the wash from from the vodka and gin, yeah. uh, you get this really cool citrus olive oil as an after. Oh, after interesting! Uh, byproduct. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm gonna put that in an um, atomizer and spray it over the top. So oh, you you get like the little the little balls that form over the top. Yeah. Um, just like uh, and then you get like as they pop on your palate, as they break on your palate, you get you get mouthfeel and you get lemon and orange oil. The oil and yep. whatever, yeah. So at its core, it's a simple drink, yeah. right? Like it's three ingredients, but they're treated with a lot of love in between, and it's a three-day process to, to create. Yeah, you, know you guys I mean? are fucking alchemists. You're not you're not bartenders, man. That's that's the, the the beauty of what you guys are doing and, and other places like that. So with with being on like the, I mean, you guys were on the cusp of downtown turning into something good yeah, again, right? It was, it was us and. Tioga down That's there. Basically, it. yeah, yeah. So, with with all that in mind, and we probably covered a little bit of this, but like, what what do you think uh, Fresno's missing? What do you think the biggest opportunity for Fresno Food. is? Downtown needs a restaurant, man. Yeah, it needs a sit down restaurant where people can like. And here's the thing: like, you have the sit down restaurant that inspires a ton of extra businesses. You know what uh -huh. I mean? Like. You have that place, and people will come down there and go to Tioga or Modernist or Quail for the for the for the for the, for the, for the pre or for the pre pre yeah pre dinner cocktails, and then for the nightcap where they're gonna go. Yeah, exactly. But it turns downtown into an ex, into an experience driven culture, like where you can go to this one place, and then you can go to six different places after seven, eight, nine, eventually ten, twelve. Like you know what I mean? You go to a downtown area, like downtown San Francisco. You go to one place, there's four hundred places around here. Yeah, right? you're, you're out all night. Now yeah. That took some time, right? Yeah. And we're still building, obviously, and we will keep trying to build, and we will keep growing. Yeah. Uh, but Fresno's doing it. Like, you know what I mean? There's a couple new places coming in. I can't say which places right now, yeah. but there are some places I know popping a few. in there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know you know of a couple as well. Uh, some places from the Bay that might be sliding yeah. in and open up, opening up shops or pop-ups, which is awesome. Very, yeah. very cool. Uh, super excited about that. I mean, we're missing food. Yeah. You know, I'm like, we've got the breweries. We've got 411. Fucking killing it. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic beer. Uh, their products are wonderful. You have Tioga as the, the, the staple. You know what I mean? Like yep. the sturdy steadfast that's been there forever. Um, and props to Tioga for sticking through when nothing else was down there except yep. for a ballpark. All the love they, and all the respect for those downtown. guys. They They, like, without them, none Never would have happened, man. Yeah, like... Like proof of concept would have been a lot harder to achieve, mm -hmm. you know, and, and they made it to where downtown was a cool place to go, you know, just for the one place. And then more and more places opened up, and now it's fucking awesome. Now, like, so much to do. So, really, what's missing is food. Yeah. And we got Dab Tacos next door to us. Um, 
and they're cool. Like great fucking people. Um, Nick and and that whole team are fucking mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah, awesome people. Food, great. Yeah. yeah, it's awesome, dude. Like you're nursing a hangover. You go get some loaded fries, dude. You're oh, gonna yeah. enjoy the shit out of yourself. You're gonna take a nap and you're gonna wake up like a champion. Okay, that's what's gonna happen. Um, those guys are awesome. Their food truck's great too. They pop up at Crow and Wolf and a bunch of other places mm -hmm. too, which is great again for downtown because it's like, oh, where are you guys live? Like, come downtown. You know yeah. what I mean? Come check it out. Um, a sit-down place, like I said, would be great though. You know what I mean? A restaurant that has a bar attached, um, like another, like a deli would be fantastic that down there. Killer, um, like if Piamani's opened a shop down there, oh man, I know where yeah. I lunch. Yeah, yeah. Of the week. You know what I mean? It's like, give me some macaroni salad and, and a Piamani special, and yeah, I'll yeah, be out the door. I'll be yeah, on my way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. smile on my face. Um, and that'd be awesome, you know? So I think that really that's what that's what we're missing right now. Yeah. Uh, people are really pounding the pavement and opening up more and more places to imbibe and to drink with some small snacks attached. Um, but, yeah, I, I think really what would, what would kill it down there at this point is a place where that's just cool. You yeah. know what I mean? Like a cracked pepper or an annex kitchen or... Um, so a place like that, and then in addition to that, a place that's like a quick lunch, like pop in, pop out, or yeah. hang out there. Like Piamani's, I think would be like something like that would be perfect. Yeah. Or Moto, Moto. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. Carlos decides yeah, to like uh, open a spot man. downtown. Yeah, well, you know, love that guy. There's, there's um, things happening. Yeah, yeah, like it's like he's he's a boss, man. Like, yeah, he, he knows he knows how to do it right, and he has exposure to larger markets, and he shares all that exposure and knowledge with the people around them. He was like, our first interview. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah I fucking love those. Dip dude, first episode, man. Yeah, he's yeah. a badass, dude. He's an absolute, he's an absolute badass. Yeah, he's a boss, dude. Love that guy. You know, I heard I heard a little a little rumor that there was some consideration of the basement over at that 736 Fulton across the street from you guys. You've been down in there? Yes, I have. Oh, buddy. Yeah, it's a beautiful wide open space. Um, yeah, and like... They've got that backdrop where the elevator used to be in there. Yeah. You turn oh, yeah. that thing into a fucking waterfall or something. Oh, dude. Oh, oh man. man. Like, catch me down there all the time, you know, dude. You know, we were talking about Portland earlier. It reminds me of uh, Shanghai. The yes, bar is dude. Shanghai I bar, love that man. Place. All yeah, the pinball machines, too. Oh, yeah. Get pin, in. Pinball yeah. pool. Oh, it's awesome. Pipes dude. running overhead, you yes. know, like super yeah, industrial. Tiki bar. Oh, it's a yeah. tiki lounge, oh, dude. dude. It's so good. It's like, it's like. One guy who loved tiki and like a bunch of other random shit was yeah. like, I'm gonna open a bar. Yeah. And it's gonna be dope, dude. Like, yeah. it's got a name driven by the history of the city. It's got a tiki bar because tiki's dope. Yeah. Also, pinball back there. Yeah. You wanna play some billiards? They're yeah. there too. It's yeah. like, dude, dude, it's like, that's like, that bar is my spirit animal, dude. It's oh, like, dude, yeah. All the things I love tiki, pinball, billiards, like, and like, a, like a, just a cool basement speakeasy style yeah, bar. Yeah, dude. Like, it's, it's, there's no windows, buddy, there's no clocks. You don't know when it is or where you are. And you don't need to because no, you're having no a great time, man. No, I used to. I used to go down there pregame, head over to the tube right next door, party at the tube. They, I don't know if you've ever been in there. I haven't it's, been. It's the a tube. little, it's like a hundred person venue, and it looks like a subway, an underground <laughs> subway. And they put it, they park a DJ in the corner. The bar is six feet long, and <laughs> jam a hundred people in there. It's a club right next door to Shanghai. That's it's dope. a really cool place. But ground control there. Oh, ground control. The whole so second fun. story is I'm a pinball nut. Oh yeah. Um, like I grew up, my dad had two Williams pinball machines. Oh, yeah. In the in the uh, in the sitting room, because my mom's a saint. <laughs> like, yeah. she's, she's like, just do it, man. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah, like, shut yeah. up, leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, he's like, all right. Uh, so yeah, we grew up. Me and my brother grew up playing pinball, and we had the stand-up racing game. That's what I was yeah. like, yeah, it was like, you know, that's all the things from his childhood that he really loved. He was like, I'm gonna buy these things now. Yeah. And like, we benefit 
did it greatly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we just got to play World Wind and Whitewater Pinball all oh, day. Yeah, Whitewater is awesome. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, in my yeah. parents' living room. Oh my god, yeah, dude. You know that's something that's missing here too, a, like a pinball bar. You Barcade. Know? What's that? Barcade. Yeah, yeah. It, yep. That would be put in that corner of the building where you guys are in. Oh yeah. Just. Uh, oh yeah, that place like dream. with the high ceilings too. Like, oh yeah. Oh man. Next level, cool. Somebody, oh, I hope to God somebody hears this with a pinball collection <laughs> yeah, and, and finally opens with us. There's nowhere to play here. No, I, I know. And like, it's like whenever I go to a larger market, to a bigger city, I'm like, where's the barcade? Where's the barcade? And you know what? Beyond the barcade, how many pinball machines do they have? And are they Bally's? Are they, are they like, the what Williams? kind yeah, are they? Yeah. The Williams? Like, because if they're Williams, I'll be there. I'll be there for like hours, okay? I just want Medieval Madness somewhere in this fucking city, <laughs> man. That's my game. That's my favorite. Knock down the castle walls and Dude. get through. Oh, oh man. man. <laughs> yeah. I like, it, it is missing. That is, it missing, is missing as well. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, a venue that is entertainment driven, not by a band, but by the people inside. Yeah. It's like you can find something to do that you really enjoy yourself doing. Yeah. Just have a good time beyond that. Have a couple yeah. drinks, small, small snacks, bar bites. You know what yep. I mean? Like, easy, like, simple concept at its core. But it could be. I'm definitely profitable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I would love for a place like that. Like, we would be there right now. Oh, yeah, we would be there right now. Yeah. You know, I hope that's the, the future for uh, for Mecca. I don't know if you know anything about what's what's going on over there, but uh, Mecca I, Billiards. I don't. That building is, is huge. It's huge. Giant. Uh, Rick, the owner, has been doing doing that for years. He's I, I can't speak for him, but he's suffering from ALS, and uh, they're, they're, they're trying to find... Some new occupancy for that building without getting rid of the, the mural on the front and yeah, try to, try I would to keep be, the I would, spirit of that building that got painted over. Like I would be so bummed no, out. It, it can't go away, no, man. It can't, it can't go be, away. And if you want, that's you, part of that's a piece of downtown history. It like, is it, at this point, especially it is. You know, and like all these places being built around it. I think that's one of the most important things for all these new places going in. It's to respect what's what's been there before, yeah. and honestly, what's survived, what's still open. Yep. You know what I mean? Like maybe they don't have a ton of people in there, but like they're still there. They're still there. You know what yeah. I mean? And that mural is beautiful, and it's got a story behind it. Yeah. And that's what we need to preserve. Yeah. Really, truly, we need to preserve. And that, that place is prime to be bar, eatery, barcade, pool, oh, all yeah. of that stuff Especially downtown. with the places next door and across the street. Like, yeah. you're, yeah. you're winning. Like, you're going to crush it. You yeah. know, like, you, really like you, can, you can do you can do minimum or maximum and you'll still do well. Yeah. You know, like, if you go maximum and, like, blow it out and put, like, all, like, the Star Wars stand-up, Pac-Man, oh, yeah, pinball machines all along one wall, like, I've, I've thought about this a lot, actually. <laughs> like, yeah, like, not for that building in particular, but just as a concept. Um, that I would love to do someday is like because it's close to my heart. Like I love a good diet bar. I love love stand up arcade games from The Simpsons, all time oh, yeah. favorite. Oh, yeah. um, nice. So, like the X Men, Colossus is my guy. Um, like <laughs> dude, like all these things like are, are they're they're so cool and they're so nostalgic and like if if you can feel like a kid again for a little bit, like it's so good for you. It's so fucking good for you uh, mentally. Like it's awesome, you know. Yeah. Like. Like, remember what it feels like to feel small and to be enamored yeah. and, and, like, excited about something that is as silly as an arcade game. Yeah. Like, that's let, awesome. Let go all like, the bullshit yeah, and toss a few quarters so in, man, and lose, yeah. and lose time. It's you, you're time exactly, traveling, man. That's, yeah. That's, you know. So, in my like, I know it's good for me. Yeah. Um, and I think it'd be very good for other people, too. Um, I can't speak for anybody else, but for me, it's like, like, I'll walk out of one of those places, like, without a care in the fucking world. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, the next couple hours, I'll just be, like, just very relaxed, enjoy myself. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, the, the, phone will, the phone will light up. Yeah. And we'll get back and to the real back world. To, back to but, real world, like, yeah. while you're there, it's just such a nice escape, you know? And yeah. it, it's so fun, and, like, going back to your childhood, and it's great. I, yeah. And I think it... 
Fresno would absolutely benefit from something like that. Yeah, couldn't agree more, man. Couldn't agree more. Well, Ryan, it's been a fucking pleasure getting to know you. Uh, it's probably the first interview I've done where I didn't actually like have a previous relationship or experience <laughs> yeah. with the person on the other end, but uh, it's been an absolute fucking pleasure, man. I really appreciate it, brother. Cheers, brother. Yeah, take care. This has been a No Life Fresno production, a branding department brand. To learn more about branding department, visit brandingdepartment.com and check out our full blog of No Life Fresno content, including these recordings at nolifefresno.com. Music by Jonathan Lofi.